name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The majority of the readings from Vespers through now are from the Gospel of John, um, which has some heavy-handed uh, lessons, but we can maybe walk through the readings from last night and now just to meditate together on what, what message that we might be able to get. Um, in the Vespers, we started with the first half of the Gospel we just read, which was John chapter 6. Um, it says that after God multiplied the food, right, and they got what they wanted, everybody ate and everybody was full, they wanted to make him king, right? Their first reaction was, wow, this is a great guy, he gives us food, this guy should be king. But the reason for wanting to make him a king is because they got what they wanted, Ironically, he was already the king um, that wasn't waiting for them to decide whether he was or not, nor was he interested in talking about whether he was or wasn't. But what moved them to make this declaration was not because of who he was, it was because of what they got, right? It was that they were excited about the food. And it's interesting because the disciples in the same gospel from last night, um, in, in the story that where the, the, the story happens, there's like a little lake. It's almost like a, a, a pond compared to lakes that are here. Um, and so the disciples are taking the water route because they want to avoid the people. The people are going to be walking around the perimeter. So the disciples are on their own. And the wind started getting very rough, and that made them very nervous. Right? It's like if the weather is bad, we're not sure what's going to happen. And they see the Lord coming. And until he said to them that it was him they were afraid, right? The minute that Christ was in their midst, they felt security. But the source of security and joy here was also transactional, right? Again, it was about getting what they wanted. Sometimes it's not just about getting our safety and our foods um, and our food needs met. And this is where we come to the Matthew's Gospel, which is from John 8. When he doesn't speak how they speak, they get very upset, right? In the Matthew's Gospel, God says, if you keep my word, you don't die. Their immediate reaction, you're crazy, right? There was an automatic turn against him. When he says before Abraham was, I am, right, the name of God, they want to stone him, right? The minute that his doctrine doesn't match theirs, no, 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 forget the food. Right? Forget the raising of the dead. Forget all the things we've seen you do. You're not talking like how we talk. And the minute you are not like us, you couldn't be right. right? Instead of wondering, is he right? Asking, is he right? It's, you couldn't be right. Because you're not like me. Right? Because you don't think like me. Which is something I think we all do. And this starts setting us up for the Roger Gospel. But before we even get there... We see that we don't always like the whole package. We don't like that he's both God and saying things we're uncomfortable with, even though we like the food. In the Pauline epistle from Corinthians, it starts off very harshly, and I think there's probably many words in that gospel, in that epistle that today many people don't like. But the very beginning of the epistle is St. Paul saying, you need to kick that guy out. Who's that guy? Is a guy who's sleeping with his mother-in-law. That's what's happening. 
And St. Paul is saying, how are you all standing there and acting like that's okay? Do you really believe in this stuff, yes or no? Right? If there's trials that the person had tried, it's not saying the minute somebody sins, kick them out. Right? But he's saying, if you're a public face to this, and it's funny how angry people get about that, whereas today, if somebody does wrong, we want to impeach them. Right? It's automatic. We're used to that language. But when it comes to the gospel, we suddenly don't care about doing it or being held accountable for living it. And then at the same time, what is our biggest accusation of one another in church? They're all hypocrites. Right? Everyone's saying something and doing something else. We want our cake and eating it too. Right? We're, we're not ready to deal with what it says. But what St. Paul is saying, we need to clean up and take care of our house from the inside. Right? Is that we have no control over the outside, but we have control over the inside. And he says, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom. And he lists off a bunch of problematic things and says, some of you were like that and aren't anymore since you put on Christ. Signifying that if I put on Christ, there's supposed to be a change. Right? If I say that I believe in something or in someone, it's not enough to have words for that. Right? If you say, I love you, I love you, I love you, to anyone that you love, but there is nothing that you do that indicates that what you saw your words. Right? If a person, if a husband says to his spouse, I love you so much, but I don't know, I know this Thursday is our 10th anniversary, or this Sunday is our 10th anniversary, but it's also Super Bowl, so I'll be with the guys. Right? The, 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 the action doesn't match Right, this statement in the who am I um, choosing. I hope I didn't get anyone in trouble for that. Um, there's supposed to be something different. And this something different is what is emphasized in the Catholic epistle, where it says we must do our utmost to be found in peace, without blemish and blameless. Right? That if I'm a follower of Christ, I should be a peaceful person. I should be somebody who's striving always not to do any wrong, to be blameless. Right? That nobody can point the finger at, at me and say, because of you, this. Right? I think people forget the name Satan means accuser. Right? They're saying, find yourself free of anything that you could be accused of. You, you no longer have a Satan. Right? This is also why Christ elsewhere says, make peace with your accuser on the way. Make peace with Satan on the way. Sounds very weird. But he's saying, no, 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 no. Deal with your wrongs before anybody can accuse you. So when you're brought to the judge, what's there left to say? Right? Imagine if you've, if you've already dealt with, yeah, I stole, and somebody comes and, and, and you've owned it. Right? You've owned it and fixed it. If someone comes to you and says, you stole, it's like, that's correct, I did. Now what? I already owned it. I said that I did. I made restitution. What, what's there left? You're going to go to the judge and ask him for judgment of what? I already judged myself. Right? I already said I'm guilty. And I already dealt with it. There's got to be a change. And we should be worried about going in the wrong way. And this is why also in the praxis, we're looking at this example of St. Paul, who was a murderer. We don't like to think of him that way, but even if he did not with his own hand stone the Christians, he was the one leading it, right? He was enabling it and he had the mission for it. But when he is called, when he puts on Christ, he changes, right? And suddenly Paul, or Saul, Right is Paul. He's a different person. When he puts on Christ, he's not the same. Finally, we come back to the gospel we just read. 
which is the second half of that first chapter of the feeding of the multitudes. The disciples get to the other side of the sea that we started with in Vespers. The storm is gone. The people got what they wanted, right? Even though it was transactional. And the Lord calls them out, right? He looks at them, this is what we just finished reading, and says, you're not, you're not really here for me. Right, you're, you're like, as they acted like they were like, oh, we're so excited, right? That you made it. We've been waiting for you on the other side. And he's like, no, you're not excited about me. You are happy because you ate. You don't want me for me. You want me for the free food, right? This is what's going on. And keep in mind, it's not like he stopped serving them just because this was the issue, but he's calling out what the truth was. Christianity is not about getting stuff, right? It's not about getting our way. It's not about God agreeing with your personal opinion, right? That's not what it is. It's about the truth, whether Jesus himself is truly God or not, right? And he's not God based on whether he fed me or not. He either is or he isn't. Are you a Christian when it's convenient, right? Is it... I. I I know I overdrew this example, but I remember when the Martyrs of Libya, whose feast is, is, is actually this coming week, on the 15th, how many cops were so proud to say, I am a copt, right, and, and showing solidarity with them there. But the minute that society is annoyed with what the Christians say, all of that pride is gone, right, of being like, oh no, I'm not like them, don't worry, right, there's, there's a convenience thing there. One of my favorite stories, and I, I know I talked about it too much, St. Macarius, not as great as St. Anthony, but very great, um, who was a priest in a village, right? And member of his congregation, right? A woman in his congregation fell into sin. She slept with somebody. She got pregnant. And what did she say to save her reputation? Abuna did it, right? We forget that St. Macarius was a real man in real time who was a priest of a church, and they said, Abuna did it. And Abuna did nothing. Right? If, if Macarius only cared about God and was convenient, he could have been like, wow, you didn't have my back. These people are accusing me. The whole church obviously turned against him. Right? They were, they were mocking him. He took on a side job to be like, I'm going to have to get money to be able to pay for this kid that's apparently going to be mine. Right? He didn't open his mouth. It was not convenient in any way whatsoever, but accepted it because he was not there for the food. Right? That's not the reason that he was there for. Obviously, we saw Christ exalt him, but the, the beauty in him is that when the truth was found out, he wasn't like, yeah, that's me. He fled right, and said, no, 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 I'm not here for the praise. Right? I'm definitely not here for the food. Are you afraid to be a Christian when Christ's statements don't match the social agenda? Like the Pharisees when they got mad at him in Vespers for saying that he was God. Right? How many of us are comfortable even with just that these days? That Jesus really is God. Right? I was talking to somebody of a different faith um, after the meeting. Some, one of the youth here brought a, a friend of another faith. And one of the things that came out quickly was just saying, if we're really looking for truth, we're going to have to be very comfortable that on some level I believe you're wrong. And on some level you believe I'm wrong. And it's not about liking or not liking each other. It's about whether it's really true or not. We can't pretend to be saying the same thing when we're not. 
And if the truth matters, then the truth matters, then I need to know the truth for the sake of truth. Are you afraid to say something is actually right or actually wrong when we know that as a fact? Are you, are you scandalized, like the Jews in this story, that Jesus is proclaiming his Godhead? And if so, why? Is it because you're afraid of what it will mean to confess that? Is the church, like in Corinthians, a place where we accept and encourage wrong? Not just with the public sins that everybody cares about today. Do we care about mercy and justice anymore? Right? Not just naming, oh, that sin or that sin. Do we care about mercy and justice, which is part and parcel of being the people of God? Do we look for the poor? Right? Or is the poor by accident if I have a couple of bucks in my pocket at a traffic light? Do we as a church look to take care of the poor of, of his people? Are we afraid, even among our own friends, to say something that we shouldn't do? Are you afraid of being that guy? Right? People used to encourage each other to martyr them. Right? Of being like, let's go. Let's go and, and, and take that crown. Now we encourage each other towards hookah. There's a beautiful story of this youth that I heard as a kid that I never forgot. I, I, I don't know where it came from. But there was a, 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 this youth who's, who's extremely religious, extremely pious, like the golden child, essentially very calm, very virtuous. And his father confession noticed that suddenly, out of nowhere, his confessions were about all sorts of different addictions, all sorts of very heavy sins. And the father confession was alarmed because it's just like, doesn't sound like, the, like this guy. It didn't even look like that. And he never used to do this. This is out of nowhere. After a long interval of this, Abuna pushed him a little harder. And what came out was that this, this guy was so concerned about his friend who was actually doing these things that he was doing a saying, am I not as guilty as my brother of doing this? Am I not part of the reason why he's doing that? I'm going to confess it like I did it on his behalf and on my own, even though he physically wasn't doing anything. Look at the difference in that kind of care, right, for, for our brethren than maybe what we have now. Do we pray tazbaha together and then gossip or cuss out together? Do we pray tazbaha and then make fun of people or, or, or judge people? Do we consume his blood and then go take another substance into excess? In recognizing the Godhead, do we, like St. Paul, have an immediate change? Paul was killing people, he stopped. He was slandering people, he stopped. He was highly educated, extremely highly educated. Paul was extremely educated. He's equivalent of a top-notch Ivy school. But now he questioned himself, not God. He's saying, where am I mistaken? I'm not the source of truth. In saying that I'm a Christian, do I turn from what I do? The devil believes that Jesus is God. What good does that do him? Right? The devil is very aware that Jesus is God. But in becoming a Christian, I take on an identity, not a moral code. Christianity is not a moral code. It's an identity. It's not a frat club. It's not a sorority. I join the family, the fellowship believers, centered around the God that we recognize as our creator who created us with purpose and towards a goal. I come now not because, yes, I will get the food, I will be healed, but because of who he is. 
We recognize that the bread of life is Him, not some bread that fills us temporarily. If I base my relationship with God only on getting things, things He didn't even necessarily promise, then I don't love Him and I can't say that I do. I love what He can give me. I might love my own way, but I don't love Him. Reflect on whether you've made any attempt to love Him as who He is. And that means putting in some work. Think a little bit about how you show love already to people in your life. Right? Just start with something practical. How do the people that I care about, how do I show them love? And then say, is there a way that I can do that towards God? And for certain there is. Right? Whether it's through his children or through him, because knowing how hard it is for us, he's like, whatever you do to anybody, it's as if you did it to me. Right? So think about how you show love to others and offer it to him. Think about whether you know much about him. Think about whether you try to know him, try to choose him, boast in him, and take pride and glory in being his kids. Think about ways that this week, tonight even, you can start showing that you value him as who he is. At the very least, return to your Bible and start asking, who are you? Start giving to others in his name so that you're giving to him. Put him first and know and seek him first and all these things will be added Seek, as he said, the imperishable, not the perishable, that we might live, really live, for our life and movement is in him.